This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim Give us time and date Terminal and gate We wanna send you off in style We wanna welcome you back home Tell us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Malcorn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. I'm adjusting your sound. I'm giving you a little more volume. And as I do that, I am also talking into my mic to adjust my volume as well. Now, how does my volume sound comparatively compared to when we started? I appreciate that sample, and I also appreciate that it was a longer sentence for me to gauge. And the answer is it sounds terrific. Well, that's awesome. I didn't take a very deep breath at the beginning of the sentence, so I really ran out uh, by the time I got to the end. One of the first things I learned in broadcast radio is that that initial breath is so important at the beginning of the show, because oftentimes that is the one I use for entire sentences that follow, and that includes multiple (laughs) sentences that really have no end like this one. Just on and on phrases. They call it the breath of life. And uh, really, you're supposed to fill up your entire abdomen and diaphragm. That's two different compartments. And really keep that air in there and then just let it out piece by piece, word by word. Mm -hmm. Really stretch it out over the words. Your voice gets lower as you do so. And one of the main things they teach at the Broadcast Academy is the the opposite of that breath of life is dead air, which is bad radio. (laughs) Right. Something my dad taught me earlier on. That is true. Earlier on. (laughs) Not talking is not good radio. It's Actually, my dad used uh, silence quite a bit. Much oh. like uh, your your Tiggs or your Todd Berry's use silence to help drive a joke home. Something I've learned from them. My dad often, when he did radio, he'd play a song and then and then not say anything for about a minute, <laughs> just he, to freak people out. He's, uh, he's he very much enjoyed doing that. That was. Let's see here. The Getsky Berto. Yeah. 
Let me check. Yep, that is who it was. Oh. And then he'd be like, uh, I don't know. I haven't. Li- I he's got. My dad did radio for a number of years, and then, but all of the samples of it were on these giant reels. Uh huh. But he had them transferred. And I need to sit down and listen to them. But he had them transferred to VHS. Yes. So yes. it's a real yes. pain. They're all transferred <laughs> to 8-track cassettes. <laughs> now, can I just make a comment? Yes. That right now we are driving, I would say Northwest yes. is my guess. Mm-hmm. And we, it, the, the sun is setting. It is it's probably almost set. But the sky is a bright blue with some peachy yellow clouds. That's, yeah, I think that's mauve. Is Mom, I think, is a more purple, um, where we're more looking at uh, a kumquat. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, if you notice in the distance, it's kind of purple, grayish. That's what I, that's Oh, you were talking horizon top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see. Then what, this, these clouds here affected by the sun can only be described as... Uh, peach tangerine. <laughs> They're the Mambo Tropical flavor, um, I believe is what they call it in yeah. the uh, meteorologist department. Yeah, Mambo number five. <laughs> this is Mambo number five over here. That's why no one wants to look at it or listen to it. <laughs> but it actually looks very, uh, it, this happens a lot in LA. You'll be in your house, say, with a, a moderate clinical depression. Sure. Um, you realize you haven't left in four days. You walk outside around 4.40, and the it is completely golden hour. The sky, the lighting is looks like a wonderful um, independent film you'd see at the Arclight. Sure. It's just gorgeous outside all of a sudden. It lasts that way for seven minutes, and then it's fucking gone like it was never there. That's why, that's why it's special. That's why sunsets, people get very excited about them and take photos. Because they know they're going to end. But why don't people understand that so is life? Right. Why don't Soon. you take, yeah, take more selfies. Take them at night. Take them in the morning. <laughs> All of this is about to wrap up, everybody. I think that I've been thinking that a lot lately. Yeah. I, I don't think that people freaked out more about the uh, false uh, alarm in Hawaii. You don't think people freaked out, like, enough, you mean? Uh, yeah. yeah. Why aren't we, why, first of all, why aren't we talking about why that happened more? It was like, I just saw one article that was like, yeah, some guy was changing shifts and uh, Which accidentally bumped a button. The fact that there is a button, <coughs> and it's a new there button. There isn't. It's a lie. Well, what, yeah, I think that there are new, they're working with a new system because everyone knows that we we very realistically might need to notify everyone yeah but i don't think the new system includes all caps this is not a joke right like, that was insane but you, do you know that our friend kurt bromler who we were just talking about mm-hmm. he had a theory that he tweeted out he said he believed that there was a uh deep cover chinese spy that was on an american submarine who pressed the nuclear launch button sent sent missiles toward Hawaii. Uh-huh. Then the Air Force came in right in time. I guess if it was a submarine, it wouldn't then go to the air. But his point was somebody hit the button that was a spy. The American, I guess, Air Force knocked the nuclear missile out of the sky. Right. Then they had to pretend like it was all a mistake, but oh. it actually almost happened. Okay. I I really thought and have been thinking that it was just 
a button that at they uh, accidentally pushed. Like I believed that. I believed a night shift janitor was a lonely guy <laughs> dancing with his mop, and the end singing of the, Aretha Franklin. The broom handle hit the button, yep. and then luckily next to that button was a cancel button. That's right, but it didn't come for uh, what wasn't it twenty minutes or something? Right. The people in Hawaii thought they were fucking about to die in a nuclear. Yeah, my ex-girlfriend's parents lived there, <coughs> and they called her crying and said, I guess we're calling to let you know a missile is coming at us. And they freaked out and cried over the phone, and then minutes later, never mind, we just got another Amber Alert Ugh. that says we're going to live. Very uncool. And, yeah, I just can't believe we aren't talking about that more. But when you hear news like that, my inner, well, fuck it kind of uh, is triggered more than I've been giving it credit for because I've kind of not been caring uh, about life lately. Yes. well, Not that I'm being a, a reckless. No, but I'm, I am right there with you. It's very difficult to, to take the things seriously that one used to take seriously because there, there's this constant, strange, invisible threat. And people talk about it, but I think people... Get people are so exhausted from constant alarm, mm -hmm. which is what we all live in now rage and alarm. Right. That, like, I think that's just like, oh, yeah, it happened because nobody works in the government. Everyone resigned. You know, there's these lunatics that are in charge and everything's fucked. Yeah, and we don't really know what's actually happening. And so that just makes me, it turns out, sleepy. <laughs> uh, I did not know that that, when you're a kid and you're watching the movie Red Dawn, you start to think there's this inner ass kicker. <laughs> but no, inside me is a man who just really is appreciating his... Uh, that bed? Uh, his new mattress, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I hate that. I knew I was not a hero just because the way I react to... Like when I accidentally turn on the garbage disposal and I think it's a light switch and I scream. I know that I'm not <laughs> the hero everyone's looking for because of how I react to certain noises. Okay, all right. And I, you know, <coughs> fireworks, I, I, my, I plug my ears and I kind of hunch over. Yeah, I, but then get a couple beers in you and... Right. I'm ready to fight. You'll fight any lady security guard. So what I've been doing in preparation for our impending doom is I've just been drinking a lot. Good. Because I know that's the warrior you need is a <laughs> drunken warrior. <laughs> well, I have been in preparation for uh, the airstrike. I've been smoking a lot of pot lately in a way where I'm like, this is only bad. It's no. not fun. It's it feels like I'm like an opiate addict or something. It is the best version. Opiate, opium is the worst. Mm. Uh, I think marijuana is the best version of, of getting inebriated. I think you're doing fine. Thank you. It's better than booze. It's better than booze except for I did sprain my ankle walking my dog, which should, didn't need to happen because I usually am good with walking on the sidewalk. Do you think you broke your ankle because you were high on the weed? Yes. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, no. Not not solely, but my friend who I was with goes, oh, did they re redo that house? And so I looked over my shoulder 
and was answering him while still walking forward. Oh, right. That I should know I can't handle no matter. (laughs) That's just not me. Walking while looking the other way? (laughs) Yeah, like it's a perfume commercial. Like walking the dog in one arm's this way in your leg, but then you're like, they're redoing it. And then, of course, I immediately just fall down like a child. Yeah, you don't see that in the Tresemme, Tresemme, ooh la la commercial. (laughs) Usually the dog's leash gets tangled with another handsome man's dog's leash. That's right. Yeah, that's no. There's no Garnier Fructis commercial coming when you're on the ground licking cement. Who cares how soft your hair is when it's bouncing <laughs> off a curb? Oh, yeah, it was very that. And then, as I showed you already, with some kitchen scissors that came within the butcher block with all the fancy knives, mm-hmm. I was cutting something this morning. I can't remember, and just basically lopped the the outside I would say quarter of my pinky off I would I would just go ahead and classify that as the tip of your finger yeah I I cut the tip of my pinky off so I am I think it's like the saddest slowest suicide just piece by piece oh fingertips we all know cutting those (laughs) off one by one is the slowest way to end it it really is because there's a lot of bleeding yeah. But you won't bleed out entirely. Not with one. No. You have to keep going. I'm going to... When's your next birthday? It's in May. I'm going to get you thimbles. <laughs> just, to, just for walking around. Yeah. Just as reminders not to, to snippity-snip the oh. old phalange tip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I... um. Well, maybe marijuana will help with the pain. You got the CBD, CBGB oils. (laughs) Yes, thank God for that. Yeah. You know, I wonder if we should talk about us doing, we actually did an event together. We didn't do an event, but we went to a thing together. Right. That was one of the last times I I got dressed up and put on some perfume. and. Yes. Oh, look at the little karate kids. Yes. That's pretty cute. Punch. Look at them. There's just as many girls as there are boys in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And then one boy's on his phone. I and, love you, 2018. And one boy is, like, picking his nose in the mirror, but his <laughs> nose is touching the mirror because so, he didn't want anyone, and he just ate it. No. Yeah, what karate move is that? Wait if I can see you, certainly your sensei can see you. This is the second time you've seen a guy pick a booger and eat it on this podcast. It's a, I, I see that all the time. I'm on, I'm almost like on booger patrol. <laughs> I, this guy crossing the street the other day, handsome guy, shirt off, going towards the beach. Everything he's done uh, in the last few years, he's been conscious of the way he looks. But crowded intersection, picked it. I'm like, with my friend, look, that guy's picking his nose. He's got a booger on it. And then he fucking ate it. No, it's grown like, man, a grown, athletic, handsome man. I find it eating bugs. So disgusting. It's the worst. It's, I mean, you can't do that. You can't do it. It's so weird. <coughs> so we went to this. Uh, this. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, not get bogged down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we went to a Hollywood premiere yes. for corporate. I don't believe I've been cut out of it yet. Well, you never know. Yeah, Keep you your never fingers know. crossed. Yeah, there is a moment, and I've been told it's a good moment. Um, I did hear today that I'm cut out of the crashing. That is fine. I, it was a nice paid vacation. It's for I, the best. I appreciate that they asked me uh, to show up. and uh, But this, I, I do believe I am in the show corporate. Yes. I've been told that they liked it and then maybe my my character will come back next season did I tell you that that's kind of oh cool. that's great yeah yeah I'll have a little another cameo it's you a, should be in that office Ted. yeah that'd be fun maybe I'll just call should I just ask 
hey, guys, can I be in the office more? Can I just show up <laughs> for insurance purposes? Just kind of sit around a little bit. Yeah, get get some SAG, some SAG hours. <laughs> uh, Look at skateboarders. Yay. Your people. I used to do that. We'd have stuff to talk about, me and those 14-year-olds. Skateboard. <laughs> Skateboard. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> so we, this uh, premiere was downtown in a fancy high-rise. Mm-hmm. Our guest from two weeks ago, Matt Ingebrigtsen, was, it's his show. Yes. Uh, with his partner, Jake Wiseman, and Pat Bishop, who is the director. Very talented, Pat Bishop. Yeah, and kind. <coughs> Good guy. Mm-hmm. Now he has long hair. Yeah. So he looks uh, like a 70s author in Manhattan. Yeah, he's a, he does have book jacket hair. He has book jacket hair from the 70s. Yeah. And we met at this place downtown. I... Don't know why anyone does anything downtown. It was very difficult. It was difficult to even meet. We basically met at the front security gate. 40 minutes after we planned to meet because I can't be on time. And I become like those, there's so much um, street work, uh, construction down there. Yeah. That the place you think you're supposed to turn, it isn't there anymore. No, it doesn't exist. And when that happens, I start getting weird panicky tunnel vision where like, if I can't see it, then I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to turn here. Like, right. I just start getting real buck wild because I don't know what to fucking do. So I panic. Buck wild. <laughs> I go buck wild. Oh, God. That just, I just think of a southern guy on water skis. I don't, but I, I everyone's me in this Lexus. Everyone has a different version of buck wild. <laughs> Taking laughs like a fucking nut. You know. Buck wild. <laughs> I'm going buck wild. Uh, that's. that's... <laughs> Uh, that phrase. And, and we made uh, it. We made it there. We did make it. And then I, you know, I got, I, everyone felt a little anxious. Every conversation <laughs> I had was people like, I'm uncomfortable being, I feel like everyone's going through the same thing. They haven't been socializing in groups. And uh, and then I just started to get sick and I'll be damned if I wasn't sick for a number of days. Fever, yeah, you, fever you... body achy. Left early, having made all this effort, yep. and gone downtown. I did stop and shove some food in my mouth first. I found that there was... I didn't know... Did you know there was a party downstairs? They had a slide I where th- you can go outside the building on a clear slide for a moment. No. I didn't want to wait for that. But then I went down and there was food. And so I, I, I just want to admit to you, I did hang out a little bit and eat. Oh, that's but good. Then I got out of there. No, I think that's for the best. It is, yeah. I, it's, you know, there's free drinks. That's dangerous for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, well, everybody did seem a bit keyed up. I think it was like people were excited for those guys. Yes. It was a fancy place. Everyone had a kind of, you know, there was a lot of uh, very presentational selfie taking. Yes, yes. That kind of, it was that kind of vibe. I do regret that I didn't take one picture on the, on the little I want to say the boardwalk. That isn't what it is, unless it was red and carpeted. There we go. <laughs> the step and repeat. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. the little red car. The uh, what do you call that? It's a little backdrop. It's, it's called a step it and repeat. Just, just it is uh-huh. a step and repeat. Yes. that's terrific because that's what people do. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's it's almost so easy like, to learn. It's called a step and repeat by by photographers, right? Because you take yeah. a picture, that's your step, and then you repeat when there's a new person. Uh, per- yes, perhaps. If you're a person, <coughs> if you're an actor, you wouldn't step and then repeat and then get on it again. So that's clearly a photographer phrase. Pro- yes, I would imagine. <laughs> or I, the media. The media <laughs> outlet this phrase. Is, it's fake news is what it is. Goddamn right. <laughs> Can you? I, uh, I, yeah, I, um, 
I, I, I had a very good time, though. It was fun. There was lots of... Um, I got to talk to my friend Jared Grody, who I adore and never get to see. Yeah, Jared, he's great. Yeah. And he asked me, he's like, what have you been doing with your artwork lately? And I was like, well, that's thanks for asking about that. Because I'm excited about... I got a regular page in the next couple issues of Mad Magazine, so I get, I get to draw and write these... I want them to be kind of uh, farsighty. Just a joke, with, but not with humans, not what? with animals. That's a not, job you just got? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it'll be a, hopefully a regular thing. Or I'm in the first couple issues of this new relaunching of Mad Magazine. That's so exciting. Yeah, that'll be... And so I'm glad I had an answer for him because it was a specific thing to ask about. And then I, it cheered me up to be like, hey, thanks for asking about that. That's a thing I can think about. Yeah. And he's just a good dude. Yeah, he's good. He has good taste in comedy. He knows his stuff. He's fun to talk to. Yep. Um, and then I think I just got that. I am consistently, aside from people who run uh, networks, mm-hmm. I'm the oldest person in the room always. And I can't take it anymore. I'm. It's. I used to be the youngest. Well, that's not true because a lot of the actors there had their parents there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be in that fucking in that group anymore where I just I feel like I am hanging out at high school. It's it's starting to affect me too. If there isn't yeah, if I am the oldest, I do no I very much notice it. If I'm not, I don't notice at all. I'm just one of the kids. But if I am the oldest person there, uh I I do but you know what? It's just it all ends for everyone. Right. <laughs> it really does. And you have to cop to when it is ending, when, yeah. it's, when it has ended. It's a good right. idea. Right, I suppose. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I guess my thing is I'm no longer interested. It's vi- I'm in a bad social position. Mm-hmm. I am not interested in making small talk with people I kind of don't know. I don't care. I don't. But sometimes aren't you pleasantly surprised when it goes well and you're like, okay, that's why people... Usually it doesn't go well and usually it's like, that was a lot of energy and it for no reason. But yes. every once in a while, even if it's on a plane next to a stranger and that, that kind of small talk pays off and is there's some insight or whatever, don't... I keep hoping... Usually it isn't, like you said. But every once in a while, I, it pays off. It does in, I find in like uh, Uber driver situations, it yeah. always pays off. Yeah, there's yeah. certain, sometimes a, a, there, a, there's a waiter that you can have a good conversation with. Right. But I'm talking about like when talking performers about get yeah. together and yeah. get nervous in public yep. and think that w- that this party is going to make it was or break very, them. Yep. It was very much that. More than, more than most parties like this, it was everyone a little ill at ease. And and trying in a way that wasn't natural, and right? Then, and we were also packed into a small area, so you're, <laughs> right. you're right. That is, it is different. But there was a fun part. Here's what I love. <clears throat> I, I made you promise that we would talk to each other the whole time, and then, <laughs> and I, then you wouldn't walk away. And then I think I walked away from you almost immediately after we got inside. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's because. Uh, you know, it's it's almost like in order to do that, you have to make a conscious effort to not <laughs> deal with all these people that are walking up to you. Yes. It's like, oh, I quickly realized that plan was not going to work because people <laughs> are coming up and going, hi, I need you right now to yes. interact with. And it's like, well, 
There goes our plan, Karen. <laughs> the, uh, there shouldn't be a plan in place to not talk to people. Right, right, ever. Especially uh, en, en route to a party. No. I've, there's a lot of social issues that I have that I feel I'm working out at too late a date. These are leftover. I should have worked these out in my 20s when I was right. uh, blackout drunk, but I, I didn't know what was happening. And so instead, I'm working them out now when I don't even want to be there in the first place. I worked out some things the other night. My roommate uh, had a birthday party, and I was not, I, he got a hotel in, in Santa Monica. Oh. And that has, like, a rooftop situation. Like, it's kind of a cool, affordable to hotel right on the beach. And he got, like, a suite, and some of our mutual pals all went there. And uh, we got some barbecue, and I was like, well, tomorrow I have this... A show, a stand-up taping thing for this. I'm, I'm not. I don't have all the details on that, but I had to do stand-up <laughs> the next day. Okay. Uh, uh, at for uh, this Native American thing, um, it, and I have enough Native. Although the blood work, I didn't show them any proof, but I was on the show because I'm part <coughs> Native, which I felt uncomfortable with. Because look at me, I'm very white. And yes. My eyes are blue, and uh, I did uh, at this party. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not proud. Why are you honking? What is Who's happening? honking? That guy created his own lane and that person is yeah. terrible at driving. It's all that. I did acid. I did a uh, LSD. Ta- <laughs> uh, it was a Smarty. What is more innocent than a Smarty candy? The last time I did it was 4th July. It was in an, it was dripped onto an Oreo. Uh, I'm a big fan of the, the Beatles and that, that bus, the, the electric, you know. <laughs> I and I like the, the electric way, beetle bus. The while you're on the drugs, I like the way it helps you sort through your problems and realize they don't matter. And mm-hmm. I don't do a lot of drugs that do that. And while doing it, and it, man, I was funny on them, and we were la- all laughing and telling stories, and we had a great time. But then I knew to call it quits around midnight, and because I had to wake up the next day to do stand up. Um, acid does not go to sleep. It won't go it, to sleep. Um, it, it, my, and uh, I'm kind of embarrassed I'm talking about this, but yeah, I just, I, all night I was awake. Everything, when I closed my eyes, it was just a puzzle that cannot be solved. Yep. Uh, numbers lining up, shapes, Tetris type things, <laughs> different colors, trying to mix them and match other colors. Uh, algebra equations that I haven't even addressed for many years, <laughs> all coming back. In if math were color, that's that's what happened. When, then I'd open wow. my eyes and I'm like, it's just me laying in bed. Everything's normal. Why can't I sleep? I need to sleep. And this taping wasn't till four the next day, but I had to go to San Bernardino, and I was already nervous about it. Like I said, I'm not Native American enough to be on the show, and every other comic was 100. percent uh, Native American. Oh, it was wow. all women, and I just felt like I didn't belong there. And I was expressing my anxiety about it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really have material about this. Uh, and in my head, I knew that also I just also was on acid. So I, <laughs> and it, I think it's for PBS. I don't, or that's potentially what they want it to be. It's an all stand up uh, showcase. I apologize to Graham Elwood who asked me to do it. I, I, I feel like uh, it didn't do a very good job. I'm not. I don't think it was the ask. Once I was there, man, did I sober up? But I, I didn't address like the audience 
they uh, it was just as I suspected when I came out they were like what's up with this white guy and then I was yeah. like hey I know what you're thinking what's up with this white guy all of a sudden <laughs> and then that was kind of the, it was it was I did not do well I did not do well at stand-up and um yeah so there was a I, th- I think a lesson to be learned well <coughs> it makes me think of um a couple nights where I've done like if you get booked at the improv and then afterwards find out that it's uh like loco Tuesdays or yeah, whatever yeah like that used to happen every once in a while and then you'd just be on a show where the majority of people that came were there because they thought they were going to just have a like a communal experience with people like them. Yeah. And so they, yeah, they're not looking to like entertain anything outside of that. And they're a comedy audience, not not the best in being like, no, no, let's hear them out and be open-minded. Right, right. Like they never do that. Yeah, and then add to that that uh, to be on the show, it's been established that you are part native like that you that you are part like it's if you did one of those shows and then part of it was also that some blood work had been done (laughs) and i haven't so now i want to do that blood work just so i can get it straight because everyone in my family's dead there's no one to even ask i guess i'll just go on ancestry.com just to or 23andme is the um dna one where they tell you yeah that's the one where you send them your their your blood and they send you back what you are yeah. percentage wise. Yeah, I need to do that. I'd <laughs> like to, I I've never cared really. I don't I don't know pride in any race or any you know like I have never cared about that. Do you right. care about that? I don't care how much Irish or. Well, my family's very into it only because they're, it's very kind of cut and dried. Like my grandparents are from Ireland. Mm -hmm. So that side of my family is very, it's all very Aaron Gobra and all that because of it. Aaron Gobra. Yeah. (laughs) Which means Ireland forever. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I remember. It just took me a moment. (laughs) But you know, that's how I feel like it was much more popular in the eighties, but like Certain families, if you're if you've got a pretty strong singular country you're from, mm-hmm. they really they love to hang yeah. a flag. And I was uh, totally Irish until we found out my grandpa maybe was adopted. Oh, and we don't. I, like I said, there's no one to ask. Everyone's dead. This is the perfect time to drop in our Twenty Three and Me commercial. Yes, yes. <laughs> Someone do that. Make uh, that deal. Yeah, I I think it would be perfect. I bet you if I got that done, I would find out that I'm in not as Irish as I think I am or brag I, to be. I am confident that <coughs> the, the Native American thing would show up. Because um, you can feel it in your bones. Or just a childhood of going to the every funeral on in that town, in the government seat of the Flathead Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be a reason we were hanging out. I don't think just uh, to pretend. But God, I, I wish I knew. I wish <laughs> I knew more about this great grandpa. You know, when you're someone's dead your whole life. But all the paintings he did were of Native American folks. And oh, wow. Really amazing paintings. Well, that's that's who you get it from. My mom's grandpa was. Yeah, and I mean, my dad. I think it's all. There's art all over the place. That It is. You're right. Or my desire to want to draw and paint I think came from 
that. And seeing people you still do it. You gotta do it. Yeah, yeah. When you see people do it, it makes it seem po- like you don't question. Whereas I, no one in my family ever drew. So when when it came to drawing, I was like, this is impossible. Right. Like it just, I didn't understand how it was ever done. And my favorite thing in the world is, you know when they make videos every once in a while, it would be like, this is how this animator draws the girl from Frozen or whatever. Right, and then right. you just watch a pencil draw it. That's my favorite thing to watch. Watching a person draw something. Yeah. I, sped up. I love that too. Yeah, that's time lapse from nothing. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I tried... That's why I got excited about Vine when it first came out. Because it is a way to like, you know, take a quick shot and then it just creates a animation so I was trying to do all these stop motion but it's really hard you need like something you need a way to hold a camera steady above a drawing which I <laughs> I don't have that kind of tripod yeah you have they sell them though like yeah. those little ones you can clip in maybe I should start doing that you should it would be I would love it Sim- I would love it and then I would try to get other people to love it with me and when I watch those things there is it's soothing it is soothing. Can and, I turn down the AC a little bit? Oh, yes. Here. Should we just go chilly. off? Sure. Um, <coughs> what if this, what if you started doing this thing mm-hmm. on like Twitter or whatever, where you someone sends in a request, like, I want to watch you draw a little pig eating a thing of grapes. Right. Right? And uh-huh. then that's the thing. And then you're just like, well, this is the request for today. And then you just do it real fast. Yeah. Like, and, it always takes one minute or whatever. And how do I make money? I buy a Parthenon? Or what is it? What's that? A Parthenon? <laughs> what is the... You buy the Parthenon? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the uh, page, Patreon. Oh. Patreon. You could do Patreon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you like, have to make those videos all the time. Right. That's a commitment. Mm. Maybe... In the same way that we got people to send you money for our T-shirts, mm-hmm. some kind of trick like how you did that. Oh man, that was not easy. No, it's it a real was, pain, wasn't it? Uh, well, it's and and I have yeah, they're all gone. Uh, oh, so guys, did, sorry. Sorry, but uh, but yeah, it was it was hard to uh, it was it was just because a lot of it, someone had asked about it on Twitter, and then it's like, well, okay, how do I uh, get them my PayPal and or Vimeo or Venmo account yeah. and then okay and so let me know when you've paid and then I'll so basically I was just looking at my PayPal and Venmo and when someone gave me money that's when I would <laughs> then cross reference try and find the original email and or Facebook and or Twitter message to find their address if they had given and the size because I had not all that information was it was just a lot of cross referencing like I'm not a great bookkeeper. That sounds like the hardest way it, you could possibly do yes, it. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. I don't know the easiest way. I think I having either. some kind of a store set up, but then they put it in envelopes, and then I worry about the envelopes, and then they get sent back to me because the zip code wasn't correct. No, a lot of that happened. It's Chris, okay. You cut me out of this entirely. I, I'm so sorry. I didn't well, you, help you. It, no, you helped. You you did help me. You had the shirts printed. Oh, that's true. And I didn't want to bother you with anything more than that. But um, well, thank God. But thank you. People were. <laughs> I think people are happy though. Okay. Good. Well, I mean, we were getting lots of fun tweets. Here's the thing. If anyone's listening, though, and you paid for a shirt and did not receive one, oh, shit. do email me do. at me at chrisfairbanks.com, and, and I will promptly apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that $20 is gone. 
but yeah, we'll we'll make more shirts, but figure out a way, an easier way to send them. I wonder if the place where we made the shirts would take over the sending if we if they got a cut or something. Right. Yeah. Because it's a good shirt, man. When people send us pictures wearing those shirts, mm-hmm. I, it is. I find it delightful how awesome those shirts turned out. Yep, the art looks great on someone's chest. It's great. Uh, Everyone's chest. Some, uh, a young lady pointed out that it does when the girls wear the shirt might seem slightly dirty. Oh, really? Oh, because there's little uh, little heads on your uh, nips. <laughs> and it's, do you need a ride? Oh, right. Well, Which is, sugge- I never thought of it as suggestive. Yeah. Until someone sent us a tweet about it. And then I was like, well, I guess, I think that's true for everything if you think about it. Enough. Right, right, yeah. It's uh, plus no one really rides on your boobs. <laughs> that's really true. <laughs> so right away they'd be like, well, I mean, if it was an arrow going like a nine with stupid arrow pointing down. Do you need a ride your, down there? To your privates, yeah. Do you need a ride where it makes the most sense aerodynamically? And I've always wanted, I mean, this is the jokiest tattoo ever. We got a green light. Oh, uh, shit. If I, and I'm with stupid tattoo on my back with an arrow pointing down to my butt crack. <laughs> I always thought that would be very funny. Did um, I tell you my... my just f- calling your butthole stupid. <laughs> oh, my friend Don Frazier always wanted, threatened that she was always going to get a tattoo of a little tiny guy on her inner thigh pointing up <laughs> saying this is where the fun's at. <laughs> and she would talk about it. It was like her running joke that she was like, mm, I made that appointment. <laughs> I'm going to get that tattoo. Oh, I forgot. I, I have to get my tattoo. But then it is a funny it's conversationally, <laughs> but there was one guy I remember he had, he'd always say, hey, you want to see my tattoo? And then he'd pull up his sleeve and it was of Hervé Villachez, the actor who played tattoo on Fantasy Island. Oh, and that, my that, God. Yeah, that really didn't. I mean, I can see why he did it. It's maybe funny on paper, but it's just was the most obnoxious reveal. Uh, well, also, the re- that reveal stopped being relevant in 1979. That may be, yeah, exactly. That's the tough thing about those topical jokes, man. You, they, yeah. they don't last. Yeah, my lower back piece, uh, it's all about Isaac from Love Boat. <laughs> just really... <laughs> Saying, serve me up one... On that mustache. What? (laughs) Stop it. You don't remember that episode? It was very popular. (laughs) It was so disgusting. (laughs) Isaac getting all over the place. You know, I met Isaac uh, from Love Boat. He was at the... uh, A lot of people don't know (laughs) this about... Isaac Love Boat. (laughs) That's what I called him. Hope he wasn't offended. You don't identify by just this role you got once, but I'm going to call you Isaac Love Boat. That's his actual last name. His Christian last name. (laughs) It's how he got the job and also how they named the show. So perfect. Uh, He was... uh, Every year, no one knows I've done... Or I've done it the last couple years. I'm in the uh, Fred Willard Santathon, which... uh, It's a pageant, a Christmas pageant. Is this true? Yes. And I uh, played Don... um, Donald Trump Jr. and uh, <laughs> Beth Belthazar uh, Jr. It's the same role. Um, and uh, it was really enjoyable just because it was like a Christmas show. Where was it? And that sounds amazing. There's ladies on it that were like from laughing, and there was a lot of. Yes. That was the one thing where I'm like, okay, I'm the youngest person here. 
as opposed to being at a comedy party. Oh, yeah, maybe I should start going to Fred Willard events. It was, yeah, it was great. <laughs> I mean, he's the sweetest man, uh, you know, and it was like being in a play. It was like uh, I, I was whistling backstage and I did not know. Um, You're not supposed to. Yeah, a woman from Laugh-In said that's curses the show. I'm I'm very sorry, Joanne Worley. Yeah, no, it was not Joanne Worley. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. You know I love Joanne Worley. She's you. It's she's hard to get to know. (laughs) (laughs) She, okay, Joanne Worley. Obviously, she's a lot of people know her from Laughing. She Mm -hmm. also, if you were a child of the '70s, she played Mother Nature in the margarine commercials. Oh yes, of course. So she's one of those. People whose faces I've been seeing since I can think, I could think, like well, watching TV. I, I'm, I'm very convinced that she hated me. <laughs> uh, but she's got to be in her 80s now. Mm-hmm. Yes, Or certainly. late 70s yeah. or 80s. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. So, she's she, uh, late 80s, I think. Yeah. So she, well, that's amazing. She's still doing shows. So yeah. she, uh, when I was in college, um, I, a bunch of my friends, I was in the theater major, so I had a bunch of theater nerd friends. Sure. And Wearing your black turtlenecks. Right, and berets all over the place, snapping <laughs> instead of clapping. <laughs> sure. Um, but my friend Leva, my roommate, she got a job at the music circus for the summer, and that's the place where all the big... Basically, it's the um, citywide musical... It's the repertory theater. So okay. they do huge musicals there, and really talented people, and really big shows. So they had... One year they were doing... Um, I can't remember what the musical was. I think it was Sound of Music, but I can't mm-hmm. remember. And Paige O'Dell, who is the woman who voiced Belle from the original um, Beauty and the Beast, uh-huh. Disney. She was the actress playing, let's say it was Maria in this, but I can't remember if that was the musical. And Joanne Worley was also in the cast playing something. Yeah. that's The Joanne Worley part is what makes me think it wasn't Sound of Music. But anyway. Right. So... Apparently, Pedro Dell got nervous one night and locked herself, or maybe they got mediocre reviews. I can't remember what the reason was. There was a Someone good may have whistled backstage, and then Joanne told her that she ruined the show. Yes, it's an attack, <laughs> and then so she locked her herself. Viciously. Yes. She may have locked herself in a closet. I felt like I wanted to. Um, okay, so you you understood. Pedro Dell was going through a real thing that you can relate to. Yes. And she locked herself in her dressing room. And Joanne Worley, my friend, witnessed this and then told us the story, and then we used to just say it to each other all the time. Joanne Worley stood outside Pedro Dell's dressing room going, Paige? Paige, it's Joanne! Answer the door, Paige! In that, like, crazy voice uh-huh. that she has. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all of that story is predicated, the, the success of it is predicated on you knowing what Joanne Worley sounds like right, when she right. talks. <laughs> so if you don't. It is, yeah. She does have. She was. She still sounds like that. It's just a classic. Um, it's it's one of those classic performer voices. Yeah, like how actors used to talk. Yes, like this. (laughs) (laughs) And then someone like uh, Marlon Brando comes along, and he's like, "What if I just talk like a person?" They're like, "Wait, that's not." Yeah, hold on. That's not how actors talk. Wait a second, James Dean. Yeah, we don't understand what what you're doing. Sounds like you're just talking in real life. (laughs) Sorry, it's too fast and it's kind of quiet. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, Um, but no, it was very, it was very fun. It was cool to be involved with something like that. I'm going to go ahead and go back on my uh, 
plane and turn the air back on because you know then all of a sudden I got clammy. Make it just a tiny bit less cold. There, see, that's I was just l- looking for some insight. Look at these controls. This oh, car is beam. so high tech. I'm like the fucking oh. a pilot for the Blue Angels running this car. I, uh, but I didn't. Did you know it's bad luck to whistle backstage? When I did, I'm nervous, yes. I whistle. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can't it, do that. I'm like, well, what's going to happen? What it, what bad thing is going to happen to the show? We all know our lines. Do you want me to tell you? What? The reason that is a, uh, what do you call it? A um, superstition. Superstition. Right. Is because it used to be that they, the way that they would cue pulleys and the guys that were up in the rafters oh. was a series of whistles. So right. if you whistled, it could make somebody like drop a sandbag to make a scenery thing go down, you up or down. Th- you, you would think the day that the sandbags got automated and no longer <laughs> were controlled about a human, that the whole whistling thing, it's like, <laughs> hey guys, know the great part of this? America's favorite pastime <laughs> is back. Backstage whistling. It could be that whistling is one of the creepiest things. If you're not doing it, whistling is a bummer. Yeah, I suppose. An old man got into the elevator with me the other day after I was done with therapy and immediately started whistling. And it was like a scene from a horror movie. He was very old and very suspicious. And he was whistling in a tiny box. If you're an old man whistling, it's usually because you're just masking very vivid World War II memories of your head's (laughs) friends blowing off and hitting hitting your uniform. No! My grandpa did a lot of whistling, and I know that it was just masking darkness and terror. Just trying to get through that memory. Yeah. Well, that's awful. Yeah. I okay. really think that he he whistled a lot, and it, it was when he was ill at ease. And uh, it doesn't always just mean I'm happy and I'm walking in a park. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think there are things we can do in the theater. Oh, you also can't say Macbeth. Did you know that? Right. That's a thing, too. That's a big one. Well, I knew that wouldn't come up organically for me <laughs> unless I just wanted Joanne Worley to punch me in the face. <laughs> she... She had been through it all, Chris, and she wasn't here to teach some know-nothing how to be in the theater. One guy did fall back. It was a telethon, and there was people at phones. I don't know if they were really answering them. I think that was just a stage (laughs) gag. Okay. But this guy did fall back in his chair and hit his head, and maybe it had to do with my whistling. I'm realizing that maybe that accident didn't need to happen. Oh. He was okay. He was kind of sore the next night. There was there was just no reason for him to fall though, except no. for no. except for that whistling. It, no one. It was an unexplainable fall. Inexplicably, he fell, and I I realized now it was because I was whistling backstage. <laughs> because he was up on one of those big uh, telethon banner banister things where he's like he he's was on the second. He was sitting, tier. and for no reason at all, there was a rope underneath his foot connected to a sandbag. <laughs> it grabbed a zip right when I was right. Fazzle Duke and, and then he No, you cued him. You cued him too soon. Head over heels. Oh. Oh, oh shoot. I'm sorry, sir. Sir. Uh but anyway, last year Isaac from the Love Boat was on the program and oh. he was a delightful man. I liked him a lot. The end. Okay, can I tell you that Isaac from the Love Boat mm-hmm. is also in the James Brown documentary about the concert that he gave in South Central Right when the, like, riots were happening and uh, in, like, I think it was 1970. It's a really amazing documentary. Oh, wow. I watched it after I saw the 30 by 30 about OJ that was so mind-blowingly 
I knew nothing about my the city I've lived in for 25 years and the way this city has treated black people and the people of South Central. And that documentary blew minds and yeah. then it led me to these other ones of like, and these are all these other things that happened in that basically in the other half of this city that you don't go to if you right. don't live on that side of town. And one of the other more uh, eye-opening things was a Anthony Bourdain, one of his shows, No Reservations or whatever, where he hung out with this, this guy that was from Koreatown and his family owned a restaurant and now he does these food carts and stuff. But he talked about in Koreatown during the riots everyone guarding their restaurants with guns yep. machine like korean store owners with machine guns on the roofs cuz cops weren't going to that part of town right. and i'm not sure why right uh it was re- yeah there's a lot that was going on around um that i mean okay wait i'm i'm perhaps confusing there were there were riots during when did um, the beating of of Rodney King happened in in conjunction with the OJ trial. Was it the same year? It was right around. I think it, had it to be was right before, right? right before. And that's why people were when the uh, when the verdict was announced. Even though there were there were certain people who were like, "How dare the he's guilty or whatever," mm-hmm. but a lot of people were like, "Thank God," right? Because they we everyone was so afraid of the rioting, right? And it was because it had happened. Rod, the Rodney King beating when that when that verdict came back and those people got off when they had been videotaped beating the shit out of him. That's when people were just like, "Fucking, we're, it's on," right? But. In the 70s... It was within the... They did almost overlap, right? Yes. Was, yeah, okay. Because I didn't want to... That Offhand, would... and I could be wrong, but I believe Rodney King happened right before OJ. I think yeah. it was like... Because it went... And definitely affected the outcome. Those riots definitely affected the outcome of that trial. I believe so. Yeah. Well, and it also just woke people up to this idea that, like, everyone going, well, he should just go to jail the end. And then it was that thing of, like there have been these kinds of like him getting off is the a get back yeah. for all this like injustice in the legal system and a bunch of white people who had never even thought about it before going that's bullshit and yeah. then it's like then you watch this documentary that 30 by 30 where they start talking about these horrible riots and mm-hmm. how insanely racist in the 60s and 70s LAPD was like like publicly right unrepentantly racist yes. It's crazy. But at the same time, a lot of those jurors, jurors saying, yeah, we maybe made a mistake uh, in letting... <laughs> in letting him go? Yeah. 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 There was... Yeah. But then there was those ways that, like, God, I also the Ryan Murphy series was so good. that I never thought I'd be so interested in that OJ story as when they rebooted all of that. Yeah. And it all came out, like, at the same time because it was that thing of, like, you... It, it was because it was televised it became something so much more than just this trial yeah it was like it took over the whole culture and then it was like I don't know that was amazing yeah it was and so wait the Isaac from the love boat when did he have this, this so concert? Isaac from the love boat is in the um, James Brown came and did um, a, a concert uh huh in South Central and, and it was for like when when the political movement started happening in the 70s and it was the power to the people basically yeah. kind of situation 
um, and he did this big concert there. Isaac from The Love Boat is in the beginning of the documentary um, being interviewed about the political action that's taking place on the streets of South Central. And he is not a famous actor yet. Yeah. He's just a, he's like a guy that's like, I have my family, I have to do this. and Just a guy talking to the camera. And it's, you you recognize him immediately because, yeah. of course, it's Isaac from The Love sure. Boat. And we all know him. Well, he's aged well. I recognized him last year. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, and like I said, the sweetest man. I wish I knew his name, but Isaac <laughs> from The Love Boat it's is the sweetest Ted, man. Mm. Ted sounds right. It's Ted something. No, the blonde guy was Ted McGinley. It's Ted. Ted... It's was Ted, Ted Knight in Love Boat though? <laughs> I don't know. I he... bet he came on one time. Yeah, he looks good in a sailor suit. Let's agree he... on that. <laughs> he's he's definitely good at yachting. <laughs> I think we know that. <laughs> Can I turn left here? I think so. Sure. There's all these signs. Claim Jumper Casino, the place to go for good food and fun. <laughs> Do you want to go to the Claim Jumper and get some garlic bread? <laughs> oh, you see every different area has their own Claim Jumper jingle. <laughs> oh, I grew up with this one. I think Claim Jumper Casino, the one in Missoula, Montana, and the song that I did that accurately I just sang, uh, had no, they were not related. They, they were, were not? No. This one, the one that I'm talking about, there was an actual picture of a prospector jumping for joy because he just found some gold. Yes, that's the one. There used to be one. I think it's the same one they just updated it because there was a claim jumper on the drive to Las Vegas that we used to stop at when me, CJ Arabia, Ken Daly, all the people used to go to Vegas. Mm -hmm. And it was up on a hill and it looked like an old sawmill. Like on the hill, and when you ordered the garlic bread, it was neon orange. It looked like Kraft macaroni and cheese powder oh, wow. on top of bread, and it was good. Yeah, I remember being a person that liked that. <laughs> now, New York Film Academy does that. It's a font thing. Doesn't it make you think of New York seltzer? Yes, it I think it's state. supposed to. I think they're trying to trick you. I think that 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 font is called New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> it's called showbiz. Uh, I'd also like to say this. There's a good chance that the documentary I'm talking about, that it's the... it's. I want to say James Brown is the one that was doing that. I'm almost positive it was. But then there's a chance it could be someone else. Oh. But I'm almost positive it was James Brown. I bet, I bet all this is going to be looked up. Yeah. And fact-checked and notified on Twitter. There's just, you know, I don't know. It's, um, we should look up that, that actor's name. Okay, let's do that. Ted, I think it totally makes sense. Ted Mick something. Let's look. It's okay to have some downtime. Or Ted Glass. Ted Glass. No. Ted. Typing with one. His name was Theodore William Ted Lang. Ted, Ted Lang. Lang. Ted Lang, you were right. I was close. Theodore William Lang. What a smile. Look at him. He was so charming. Look at that guy. Yeah. He was having a good time at that bar. And also everyone confided in him because he was a bartender. That's right. It maybe was the most interesting plot, reoccurring plot on that show. Mm -hmm. Other than all the lovemaking. All the Lido deck 
<laughs> hotness. Yeah. I always like the idea of that people, certain people got to sit at the captain's table, but other people did not. And that kind of elitism was what I was all about. Yeah. <laughs> back then. You just earned it. <laughs> Somehow. There was one episode where Chachi was on, Scott Bale was on, and he got a crush on a girl on that boat. And when I watched it, it was as if, it was as if I was finding out that my real boyfriend was cheating on me on television. That's oh, how wow. it felt to watch Scott Bayo love, I think it may have been Vicky or somebody on the love boat. Oh, wow. You know, it's so funny that I don't, I remember that show being on, but I think it was just bad timing for me. I did not ever watch an episode. I'm going to just admit that. Okay. You might be a little bit too young, too. It was, Maybe. like, perfect for just me. Just like, barely. But can I just point out that the license plate holder on the car in front of us says, swimming makes me wet. Yeah. It's fun because there's sexual innuendo, but also it's just quite <laughs> literal because, of then course, it, it does. It, it it does. It doesn't need <laughs> to be said. No. And it looks like a family van. Right. So then it makes me think some weird mom who doesn't have correct boundaries, is yeah. in charge there. Yeah. And I, what, then I get real worried. What kind of she things are, is she just saying to the kids in the back seat, if that's an example? This is... It's a peek inside a world I don't want to know exists. Right. I do... The last thing I think about when I'm swimming is sex. <laughs> Mainly because of how many Band-Aids there are in the pool <laughs> that I go to. So many. It's so gross. So gross. It's really gross. I go there. I get the work done. It's therapy for me. Most of the women I swim with are in their 80s, and I'm not being ageist, but sex does not come up. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily so. It's all therapeutic. But this, I don't know. I don't. I feel like that's the kind of stuff you don't announce to LA traffic. No. That's private thoughts. And that's it's like an impact font. It's very legible. <laughs> She really wants people to know. She's, At least have it be in seductive cursive. I know, and kind of like a, a very a much thinner script. Yeah, I'd like I'd like the script to be at least a warning of how sultry the message is going to be, <laughs> and not some block letter like the Olympics yeah. announcements. You just screamed at me that we're going swimming and we're gonna fuck, <laughs> mom. And we're on fucking Riverside. No yeah. one needs that here. Not in this part of town. Now, I've decided to drive over here because not only are we in the equestrian area of Burbank, which mm -hmm. is fun, but it, we're going to drive by the bowling alley, which I love. And also, it's kind of, there's nature. It's a fun area. Aaron, uh, Christian Duguay lives somewhere around uh, this, this part, and I went to his house on, uh, on New Year's Eve, and it oh, was right. very fun. And you know what everyone did at midnight instead of make out in front of single people? Uh-huh. What? There we go. Um, we j jumped in his pool. Oh, nice. Like all at once. Like it, like it was straight out of uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Well, except those people fell into the pool. <laughs> That's right. Everyone consciously, and no, there was no phone accidents, no one... Oh, that's great. No one got pushed. No, no one was, it wasn't no, against anyone's will. it was great. Will. It was like at midnight, everyone, and no one, I almost appreciate this now more, no one took video of it. We just did it for the sake of an experience. That's great. And it was fun. That's I mean, I, fun. I changed first. I went to the bathroom, put on my trunks. <laughs> we counted down to midnight. I leapt into the pool right at that moment. It was like a cool thing. I didn't I, know it would be cool. It was really cool. That sounds great. 
I um, really love, love, love Emily Maya Mills she's so much. And the fact that she's from San Francisco uh, makes me, it just, I feel like such a kinship with her because mm-hmm. she's from where I'm from and she's the coolest person. There is a, ba- it used to be a bath, a bathing area and it's on, it's made of stone. A long, long time ago it was some bathing area. Do you know that part of San Francisco? It's, yeah, the Sutro Baths. Yes. And I just ran into her and Christian there and her, her mom, like I just randomly was there and I bumped into them. <laughs> And and then we all went out that night. They're they're the best. And Emily is in the the thing that I shot recently that we're now editing, where we're I'm composited into that old uh, Hell's Angel movie. And she oh, yeah. she's like the love interest. But they, and we had like these two scenes where we're supposed to kiss, and it felt weird. And I'm like, what if we just awkwardly don't kiss, and our faces get real close, and it end, it'll end up being a really funny part of it. I'm I'm like, okay. she's married to my friend. I'm not going to kiss her. I'm not. <laughs> this isn't a real thing where we're acting. It would just feel weird. Uh, but, but it was your big chance. Yeah, and that is my last chance. Yeah, I think she's <laughs> married for good. I think they're happy. And, yeah. Last chance. <laughs> but we, she's so good in it. She's she's real good at that Joanne Worley old-time acty yes. sound. She's very does it very subtly in this thing. Yeah. And uh, I've seen footage of it. I'm very excited about it. That's oh, something I'm so ex- I'm excited to show it to you. I've seen some sneak peeks. And when is it? When it comes out, where will it be? Just on the internet? It, we are. It's um, being shot with uh, the folks that uh, make Tim and Eric and the, and uh, oh, absolutely, like Eric Andre. Absolutely, yeah. Nice. They are going to help us uh, pitch it, which that's the valuable. Oh, thing. great! Yeah, and they're and I'm very excited about that. I think it belongs on Adult Swim, so I'm just going to say that's where it's going to end up. I love put, it. Put it in the universe, you Let's know? tell the universe. Let's really get specific with I our know. wants and needs. I know a lot of people don't talk about the secret anymore, but I'm going to bring it back. Bring without, it back. Without reading that psychopath book, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> I can, I can, I watched the movie, I read the book, I can tell you anything about the secret. Did you, you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And I kind of Do you subscribe it. to it? I subscribe to the magazine um, <laughs> only, but I, here's the thing I know. How about the artist's way? Do you do that? I, my, my mom <laughs> bought me that book when I was like 20 and I was like, Maria Bamford gave it to me. Thanks mom. There's but a lot of homework. There's, it's all writing. It's all like put down your dreams and do yeah. this thing. And it's like, yeah, what yeah. if I don't know? What if I don't check in with myself and nor am I interested in checking in with myself yeah. to find out what I truly want deep down? Right. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I will tell you this, the concept behind the secret is very simple and they try to stretch it out and make it different. What it is is figure out what you want to do and then focus on it. And it not just like trying to grab people and tell them about it. Right. Just focus a lot of people your do that. Energy. Yeah, that's a very I'm LA putting thing. it into the universe. Now you're lying to me and telling me you got a show. Yes. <laughs> you're, yeah, that's yeah. not. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Focus on it for yourself, and and you create the energy around it by by your just the force of will and your focus and basically you going like I want this thing and then I want it to happen because I swear to God that sounds like an annoying person though I don't want to I don't want to be that person oh he's always talking about his dreams but you're not talking to people about it that's my it's just in your head okay it's like you can walk around your apartment and go like I want to be a cartoonist on mad tv or whatever right right 
Mad Magazine. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. No, it's okay. Um. <laughs> it's, they're, they're very related. <laughs> Same font. But, you know, whatever. Right. Like, you... It's more of your own... It's for your... The message is for you. It's right. not for other I could, people. I could stand to do that. I don't... I've never had... Someone... That was one of the first things I heard when I moved to town. Is It's like, as long as you know why you're here, what you want... But I've never known, and I kind of have enjoyed the journey of, like, I never asked if I could interview people at skateboard events or whatever, and then when I was doing that, I'm like, oh my god, this, what a cool job, and I'm not doing that now, and I look back on it fondly, you know what I mean? Like, yes. all the accidental things, there's absolutely right now. Oh, hey! Huh. The high building! <laughs> we old, love you! You old building! Merry Christmas to you! In jail! <laughs> Uh, I didn't watch that this year. I didn't either. No. Well, Damn we it. know how it ends. Oh, yeah, that's right. He dies, right? <laughs> well, an angel. It they, they talk, they talks about angels getting wings. I think that's the very final message. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> boy, Clarence! <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry. I li- <laughs> like to do... I like to do voices from that. You like a, li- a nice Jimmy Stewart. I do. Jimmy Stewart. I do. I do. I do. I do. Oh, Jimmy Stewart. I do. I like doing that. I like doing Christopher Walken. <laughs> I like doing all the ones no one wants to hear. Uh, they call him the Simples. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> and uh, but yes, I uh, I need to do that. I need to make a clear plan, and I kind of am. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Don't tell anybody what you want. Right. Just have it in your head. Mm-hmm. And then if they ask you, you can say it real fast because you'll have it ready. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's part of the reason that when I moved here, people like my manager at the time were... It was so when someone asks you, you give a clear answer rather than me saying, yeah, I'll do whatever. Yeah. I enjoy... Yeah, sure, I'll act as a plan B. Uh <laughs> What kind of, what? Well, what? I remember moving here and someone's like, you need to do impressions on stage. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not willing to let anyone tell me. But, yeah. Well, that's that's the hard thing about comedy is you get here because you're you're good at comedy in your town. And so they're like, oh, move to L.A. You're so good at comedy. And then you move to L.A. and, re- and you very quickly realize comedy isn't enough. Right. And you have to start figuring out how to be good at other things and... And basically casting the net way fucking wider than stand-up. Right. And that's horrifying. And if you move here and you have this really specific plan, I always feel like, well, that that's you're really upping the chances of that not being fulfilled if it's a super specific yeah, thing. You but it works for some people. It does work for some people, but it's you have to be like, well, if this is the plan, and I, what I want so badly is to be on like Hollywood game night. Right. Well, you have that in your pocket, but you don't not do other things in lieu of that right. you don't hold out for that you right. do everything to build toward the great dream of Hollywood Game Night is it still on the air no I don't sure. know what Hollywood Game Night is <laughs> I thought that was just a general like making it in town for some reason <laughs> Hollywood Game Night is a TV show and it's the first and only TV show I could think of the name of <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it <laughs> I think Jane Lynch is the host it's celebrities playing games oh okay you know, it's the hangout. It's the hangout genre of television. I wonder if I met Jane Lynch if she'd like me. I bet she would. I hope so. What? As long as you're not whistling. Oh God, Macbeth. She, she is also of the theater. Yes, I have enjoyed her work. She's so funny. So now we're in. 
I guess this is partly Glendale, isn't it? Or we're kind of back in Burbank again. Oh, okay. We've gone, I mean, we've made a very large square. Well, we've all, I mean, we're, we're getting close to where we could wrap it up. Do you have any th- closing statements? Um, I guess, let's see. I'm, um, for 2018, I'm going to try harder to... Yes, um, resolutions. Let's do some resolutions. Okay, here we go. I'll try and think of one real quick. Okay, good. <laughs> we haven't done, have we done, uh, oh, we did, was, was our episode with Matt before the new year or after? I believe it was before. Okay. Yeah. So let's see this. I'm going to try to leave my house more and socialize more. Yes. Because kind of like you were saying, but it's like you have to be out getting the good feedback to remember that that's why that in my mind, I'm always like, I'm just going to go to a party. It's all the same people. I don't want to have the same dumb conversation. Right. Which is pretending that I know how all of life is going to go. Right. Which is insane. And also, I don't give anybody a chance to, like, try to talk to me because I find that humiliating. So there's, like, a... I have a weird, like, I can stay for 15 minutes and then I have to sneak out the back. Right. Where, like, we got a text from Matt of, like, sorry, I didn't talk to you. There's all these people at that party I didn't talk to or that I could have, but I was just like, I can't. So anyway, I'm going to be less of a quitter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, me too. Because I've been thinking that I have to stay home. And Why? stay out of trouble. I don't oh. know. I just am becoming a scared person. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, think it happens good. as you get older. Yeah, you're just like, well, I'll stay at home. Because I I enjoy being at home. Yeah, me too. But that's not very exciting. And it's not like, uh, for me, I need good experiences so that I can tell myself good things happen also when you leave the house. As right. opposed to just never doing it and then being like... No one likes you, and you're a bad person. And my interaction today with it's on social media. It wasn't even someone actually saying good job. It was just like I looked at. I'm like, oh, people like this thing. I'm looking at my phone. I haven't. It was enough though for today. I really. <laughs> it got you through. Yeah, yeah. That's my little fake news thing is getting passed around. That feels nice. Yeah, that's very good. Not fake news. It's not about that. It's just a pretend news thing. It's just a fun... I want to see it. And I'll show it to you when we're done. And everybody that's listening to this, go look at go look at Chris's Twitter feed, and then you can see what this is yes, as well. Yes, yes. It's a thing that I did, and I wasn't sure how it would turn out, but I think that I like it. Let Chris know if you don't like it by recording your own video <laughs> yes. of something better. Can Some, you do it? I don't think you can. Yes, a rebuttal of sorts. <laughs> a creative rebuttal of quality work you're putting forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A touche, if you will. <laughs> a touche! <laughs> you know the one thing I have been doing lately, which is, you know, something I'm great at, which is eating. But I've been making dinner plans with friends where we go to fancy restaurants in LA. Not just like, because oh, I'll always just be like, meet me at the Astro. I right, don't, right. Like, I love diners. But well, everything's shutting down on your corner. What is that? I know. Oh, Isn't that sad? That's oh, very sad. I did cry. <laughs> I'm like, not, not. But we went, mm-hmm. Paige Ritz and I. She's and the best. She's the best. And her girlfriend. We went to a restaurant called Gwen that's on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, down the street a little bit from where Cat and Fiddle used to be. Mm-hmm. Really fancy. And it was so fun. The food was incredible. It, it just felt like this event night, even though not, we just did it for fun. Right. And that's the thing where I'm like, well, I'm going to, that's how I'm going to socialize. Right. And then I think the other thing I might start doing is starting a game night. 
Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll play games. Right? See, it's good healthy fun, too, because that's in the new year. I'm just, I'm going to be healthy. I'm not going to drink. I'm going to... I'm going to exercise. I'm going to get this damn hip of mine. Because I only, I don't think I told you, I went snowboarding a couple days in a row in Montana and I felt great. Oh. My new hip works great. That's great. I even took some hard falls, which you don't usually fall in your day-to-day. Snowboard. Unless someone points at a thing and you slip or there's a mistake. But I'm like, I actually went and rode with my friends and jumped off stuff and wrecked and there was no pain. That's great. It was the best. I'm like fixed. That's great. So I'm going to be, I'm going to go outside and be outdoorsy again. That's good. And not be, you know, look for other ways. Oh, you were saying when we were having, when we were making actually fun and interesting small talk, I think (laughs) um, I was talking to, mm, 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 who was it? We were talking about surfing. Uh-huh. And then remember you were talking about how you your surfboard or your boogie board or whatever was actually in your in your garage and uh-huh. you had just like had tucked it away and forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. Like I would totally uh not right this moment, but like if I lived where you lived, the goal of being a surfer would be a really amazing thing to do. Right. Because it's so good for you. It's really hard, but yeah. it's like so good for you. I just I've always felt like when I go do that I'm like I already know how to skateboard and that's what brings me joy why am I adding this other thing that I'm not good at yet but it's totally different and you're in the ocean and it's I wish I liked surfing more I I don't you don't like it (laughs) I don't enjoy I've gone 50 times it's really hard it's really frustrating I'm supposed to like it and I don't And I'm sorry to everyone that gets joy out of it. You know what? I love this honesty. I love this 2018 honesty (laughs) about extreme sports. I've seriously gone like 50 times. I believe you. uh, Over the year. I've gone a lot. And I've had days where I felt like I was getting some luck with it. But it is, that is the one thing, as if like a yoga move of me having my hands in front of my leading leg getting standing up on the thing that is what hurts my hip and it still is one of the things huh standing sideways and like tying that shoe for instance like yes yes having both hands up there is what hurts you so that's a... why i haven't been enjoying it lately uh, i call that the hamstring issue oh it's my dumb hip oh. it's just the hip but uh yeah i feel like it, it it's not going to be surfing for me but it would be great if i got something as well that I that I like that really engaged me. You know what I think it is secretly? I'm going to tell you and then our audience, which is our secret. <laughs> okay. I think it's that I would love to be in a band. Oh, you should be in a band. I want to be in a band. But a I rock just, and roll band? Uh, yes. But I just wouldn't, I mean, like, I wouldn't know how to do that. Or, I but, bet. But you, I would love it. You could easily do that. I know, but like, I don't know. There's also things where I'm like... I don't know. It would, yeah, it's, it seems like something, I always feel like, well, it's too late for me in life to do this thing. Yeah. But I don't think that about surfing. I just look back on my experiences with it and realized I wasn't, it didn't bring me joy. Yeah, you need, it's the joy piece. Yeah. And for me, that is like. People won't accept that. <laughs> that I don't want to surf either. But I will. <laughs> and have. <laughs> You're fighting no one. And I will go again. I will enjoy it. But 
I, I too would rather be in a band and I only play trombone. <laughs> it's just that playing music is one of those things that like time, it's the whole flow thing. It's like time moves differently, super engaging, makes me happy in a wholly different chemical way. Right. Uh, I don't know. I would love it if you're in a band. I love hearing you play music. Thank you. Yeah. You know what I was thinking too would be fun? If I recorded an album in my front empty living room. Oh, that sounds great. Wouldn't that be fun? Because, like, we have this Zoom. Yes. Like, Stephen could be the... Because, you know, Stephen produces our other podcast. Everyone would want to hear that. It doesn't need to be live. Right? And there could be people in the front room when I do it. But, like, to do... Because I did my show... I mean, I did a show with my friends, the band Sure Sure... And, and did a couple songs and I was like I didn't want to do it Lizzie Cooperman was like you have to do it you have to do things yeah and so I did it and it was super fun and like I did a Rihanna cover last minute that I actually pulled off uh-huh. like I did all these things that were big challenges and hard that I actually ended up pulling off where I was like oh I thought that was going to be much more embarrassing than, right, than right. it was oh yeah yeah so I, I don't would, know I would love to hear I think everyone listening would be excited about you doing okay songs, well recording some songs if you'd be excited send chris twenty dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> to my parthenon <laughs> and then i'll uh yeah i promise to do something also um i wonder if we should make an other design of a shirt yeah i think so i don't think that we should just print the same ones again um i'll work on that okay yeah like um you know, just uh, could be just a steering wheel. <laughs> well, after doing the uh, the my favorite murder uh, mustache shirt, I'm like, I'm like, I really like that. When, oh, Steven's shirt? Yeah, yeah. I yes. like thinking of uh, at the very start of an idea, thinking of it as a shirt, which yes. I never did for our little podcast illustration thing. That was just to be an icon. Uh, for the website or wherever people listen to oh, and I still don't know how this works or where people go <laughs> uh, <laughs> none of us do you, uh, what if you did an action shirt that was an, your illustrative version of when the guy tried to hit the car with the bike lock Ooh. Which was a moment we talk about on this podcast constantly. Yeah, it's come up a lot. Yeah. Like an act, like a comic booky action shirt. Yeah, where it's RPOV of looking at the guy attacking the car, and then it's, do you need a ride? I like it. I think that's a good idea. That'd be kind of cool, right? I'll knock around some ideas. That's at the <laughs> top right now, though. <laughs> a scared Todd glass. Screaming in the backseat. Yeah. Boy, we really horrified Todd that day. I mean, that was rough. It was rough and tumble. <laughs> um, well, I'm happy to see you again. I know, you too. Yeah. Um, we're going to socialize more in 2018. Yes. We're going to do more with this podcast. We're going to record more often. I'm going to go to one of these uh, game nights or dinner dates with you. Okay, great. Terrific. I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, plan it out. Have my friends over. Do th- I think the older you get, you really have to get uh, proactive about doing stuff like that. Because when you're younger, it just kind of happens tonight, around you. Tonight I'm doing a movie night with my friend Chuck, who is out of the hospital. He's, he's doing well, and we're all going to watch um, a movie with him. Nice. Is Michelle going to be there? I think I'm going to possibly pick Michelle up. Nice. If she's ready to go out. 
That's good. I'm going to grab her. Nice. Friends. Austin. Austin friends. Yay. Well, good. I think we've got... And you're invited, too, if you want to come. No, thank you. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, no. You already Immediately. broke your New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'd rather stay at home. Whoops. Uh, deep down, my real resolution <laughs> is to keep on saying no to everything. My New Year's resolution isn't to change anything. <laughs> Does anyone ever say that? I want it all to stay exactly as it is. I'll tell you, you never said that. It's Gary Marshall. That's why we're passing that theater. Oh. Well, we're uh, we're near anything to put. You're, uh, where are you going this weekend? This weekend, but I think I'll, they're all sold out. But this weekend, My Favorite Murder will be live in Las Vegas and at the Red Rocks Casino. And we were also going to be in Phoenix. Um doing shows there that's Terrific. this weekend and I'm I'm uh, look out for the new release of Mad Magazine I'm gonna have some drawings in it so excited words. I'm yeah it's two jobs I'm, I'm writing the jokes and the drawings they are two separate jobs that's big yep it's doubly big double big for you and things are great 2008 come on teens <laughs> you've, uh, uh, you've been listening to do you need a ride am I ready to do this sure D-Y-N AR! <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malfoy. Uh, with Karen and Chris.